Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. We both decided to try online dating at the same time. We met in like seven days or four days or something. <laughs> she was Lauren and she had no photos. I totally used a fake name. Oh yeah, it was and this no great photo. alias. And, um, but her profile was really intriguing to me. And so I sent her a message. And then later I was sort of decompressing with my friends who have done lots of online dating. And they were just horrified that I had messaged someone who didn't have any profile pictures. You know, and they were like, oh, people who don't have pictures are hiding something. She's obviously a shady lady. Like you shouldn't have messaged her. This is a terrible idea. I was hiding something. <laughs> she was I hiding was. something, but uh, I said, okay, well, here's my phone number. Text me if you want to keep chatting. I'm not going to pay for this anymore because you're really the only interesting person that I have found. And uh, then she texted me. And then I had to tell you my real name and mm -hmm. you didn't respond for like six hours. And it was not six hours. It was maybe two <laughs> and a half. So as soon as I got her message, I first had to text all of the friends who told me not to talk to her on the internet because she didn't have a picture and say, <laughs> guess what, ladies? She was hiding something, but it's not that she's a, a terrible person or, you know, disfigured or something. It's because she was Miss America. <laughs> that took a little while to process. And uh, I have to tell you that my friends who have always dated women and have looked for women on the internet were a little bit furious with me that I went on the internet for seven days and met Miss America. <laughs> I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed. I have to start here by saying that Deidre and Abbott welcomed our producer Ramsey into their house in Birmingham with coffee and pimento cheese sandwiches. It was Southern hospitality at its finest. Well, we couldn't let him come all the way from Atlanta and not provide snacks. Deidre Downs' gun won the Miss Alabama competition in 2004. In 2005, she made it to Atlantic City, New Jersey for the Miss America pageant. Her platform was curing childhood cancer. After the casual wear competition, the swimsuit competition, and the pop quiz, it all came down to Deidre and Miss Louisiana. 
For the talent portion of the competition, Deidre sang, I'm afraid this must be love. That sealed the deal for the judges. Miss America, 2005 is Miss Alabama, Deidre Dale. I think most people assume that if you were Miss America, you probably from day one were doing pageants. And, and that was not the case for me. I was always involved in sports and really had no interest in pageants whatsoever. I went to college on a volleyball scholarship, and I quit after my first year. Uh, I knew that I wanted to go to medical school, and I wanted to be involved in other things in college. So I gave up my scholarship and needed a way to pay for college at that point. And my mom sort of kind of jokingly threw out the idea of competing in Miss Alabama. And I was like, sure, let's just, I'll try it. Why not? It was something that I think really challenged me. It felt like a sport you know, getting up on stage and competing and performing your talent, sort of overcoming the nerves of, you know, getting on stage in front of all those people. And also just, you know, the interview portion is such a a large part of the competition. Being able to speak about your platform issue or other issues, I enjoyed that part of the competition. And so I had a a great time and I got, I think, close to $5,000 in scholarship money. So it's like, well, this is pretty lucrative. Deidre ended up competing for five years in the Miss Alabama system. She paid her whole way through college and almost all of medical school. Deidre married her high school sweetheart, Andrew, in 2008. Two years later, they had a son. They got divorced when Deidre realized she was ready to come out of the closet, that she was gay. But they'd been apart for two and a half years, and during that time, she hadn't dated anyone. Just for fear that, you know, the news would get out. I think eventually it would, but I think there's so much anxiety kind of before you come out and you sort of want to control the narrative. And I knew that if people found out Miss America was gay, then that news would get out pretty quickly. So I was pretty hesitant to kind of put myself out there. And then I finally just realized that if I wanted to be happy and meet someone and be authentic, I needed to just do it. Deidre came out slowly, telling her mom first about six months after her divorce. I knew that there were maybe two, three, four people that would support me no matter what. And those were the people that I told first. Again, kind of looming over me was this realization that although it wasn't earth-shattering news for someone to be gay, um, it certainly probably would be a headline for Miss America to be gay. There was a lot of anxiety there just in terms of when the wider world would find out. And I think also just the fear that, you know, I live in a relatively conservative part of the country and... Even though I'm in a progressive part of my state and um, I work in a, you know, major academic medical center, you know, I thought, is this going to impact my career? So it was a difficult decision, but I think as everything unfolded, it became easier. Let's back up for a second and talk a little bit about what Abbott was doing during this time. She'd graduated from law school in 2008 and she wanted to work in entertainment law. That's when the economy crashed and job offers pretty much evaporated. So she found herself back in Birmingham. Abbott had always considered herself bisexual, capable of falling in love with either a man or a woman. But I didn't really proactively seek out dating women until I met Deidre. And when I started talking to her and I had this sense that this was really going somewhere, 
I'll preface it with what I always say about our meeting in that it seemed completely improbable and yet entirely inevitable. It was such good luck that we both decided to try online dating at the same time, and neither one of us was in it for the long haul. The night before Abbott first talked to Deidre on the phone, she told her brother and her little sister that she'd met a woman online. Then she told her parents. I was a little nervous about telling my dad because he's a bit more conservative than I am, and he was so supportive. I mean, surprisingly so. My grandparents were sort of the last circle of family that I told and probably had the most resistance, but it's like as soon as they met Deidre— and saw us together and got to know her. I mean, to know her is to fall in love with her. You just can't meet her and not know that she's special and remarkable. So it ended up being a lot better than I thought it would be. The two women soon realized they had an uncanny number of things in common. They liked all the same books, they both loved to travel, and they'd been to a bunch of similar places in the world. We were raised in really similar ways, one of the same things out of life. And then we were talking on the phone and found out that our birthdays are four days apart. I mean, just like an insane number of significant and insignificant things that we had in common. I've never connected with somebody so completely like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it was interesting to see your profile and think, okay, yeah, this is somebody that might be really interesting to go out with. And then once we started talking on the phone, then it was obvious that we were really gonna hit it off. Yeah, and neither one of us likes to talk on the phone. And I think from our very first conversation, every time we talked on the phone, it was at least an hour and a half, usually two hours or longer. I mean, we just couldn't... It was just really easy. Yeah, we just couldn't get enough of each other. We actually had to go on a first date before the first date. Because we couldn't (laughs) wait for the first date. Our first date was scheduled for a Saturday, March 11th. And we actually met on that Wednesday before because we've been talking and just couldn't wait to see each other in person because that was sort of the only missing piece of the puzzle is like, okay, does this chemistry, this excitement, this intrigue, does it work in person? And it did. We met for drinks. It was supposed to be sort of a, let's just grab drinks. And drinks turned into dinner. And then dinner turned into after-dinner drinks. We just kept wanting to talk to each other. There was just so much there, you know, like a whole universe. Yeah. Deidre says that she knew immediately when she saw me. It took me a little longer. It took me until dinner that first night. And then I think on our what was supposed to be our first date that Saturday, we told each other that we loved each other. Which is just crazy. I know yeah. that sounds crazy, but... Well, it's sort of that stereotype, though, about gay women. Like, your second date, you bring the U-Haul. We put an offer on our house three months after we met. So I feel like that's, you know, we're, we're <laughs> totally legit. We're going against stereotype there. Yeah, you guys aren't a cliche at all. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. We bought our house and moved in together six months after we first talked and knew, knew then that we wanted to get married. We're going to take a quick break here. When we get back, we'll find out how the ladies proposed. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. 
The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. Gay marriage has been legal in Alabama since the U.S. Supreme Court made it legal at the federal level in 2015. There are still some counties that are holdouts, though. Those don't issue marriage licenses at all so that they don't need to issue them to gay couples. Abbott and Deidre knew they wanted to marry each other, but proposing was uncharted territory for both of them. We sort of joked for months, like, who should propose to whom, but... Yeah, because there's no social norms when it comes to a (laughs) same-sex couple. Yeah. So how did we figure that out? I don't know. I'm not sure. We went ring shopping together Mm -hmm. and picked out rings that... We sort of took the mystery out of that, but we're both planners, I think, so we kind of didn't want to be surprised there. And then I think that Deidre decided at some point she had been proposed to, and she wanted me to have that same experience, so she wanted to go first, which is great, until the rings came in, and then it was like burning a hole in my pocket. Like, I just (laughs) wanted to give her the ring, not just because I wanted her to have it, but because it felt like it would be a lot safer (laughs) on her (laughs) finger than just in a box somewhere, but... I was patient. I let her go first. One thing you have to know about Deidre and Abbott, they love Christmas. They love the decorations, the tree, the eggnog, the caroling, the whole shebang. On Christmas Day, they had family over, and it was this picture-perfect holiday. After dinner, they got the house cleaned up and settled onto the couch together. I always watch the Doctor Who Christmas special. Um, and drink some homemade eggnog, sort of the the calm after the jubilant storm. And uh, so she watched with me and then said, oh, I have have one more gift. And I thought, oh, this is really sweet. You know, there's another Christmas gift that we can share just together. And she had put together a really beautiful video, some photos from our time together and some of our favorite literary quotes, some of our favorite songs. And then everything sort of was thematically sort <laughs> like, of leading kind of heavy. <laughs> yeah, sort of leading somewhere different than just a typical Christmas story. And she got down on one knee and brought out my beautiful ring, which I actually hadn't seen in person all put together because we picked it out in pieces. And gosh, it was so just, still kind of a surprise. It was, yeah, it was still a surprise. And she had talked to my mom and my dad and my stepmom and had gotten their go ahead and their blessing, which I thought was really sweet. We were actually quite traditional. We really were. being non-traditional. And (laughs) I think it was important to you that I sort of ask for your parents' blessing. I think it was important to my parents. I think it really meant a lot, especially to my dad, to still get to have that conversation. And then I didn't want her to be the only one proposing. And of course, I had a ring to give to her as well. So What's better than one proposal? Two. Two. (laughs) Yeah. So a few days after she proposed to me... I had a conversation with her son and showed him the ring that I had bought for Deidre. And he thought it was so cool and very sparkly and talked to him about how I really wanted to marry his mom and how I loved her very much and loved him and wanted him to be my stepson. And it was a really meaningful conversation to me. (laughs) I, I don't know that he remembers 
well, really any of I asked him about it and he was like, I don't really remember that. I, I don't remember her asking me. But he remembers <laughs> looking at the ring and thinking it was cool. So yeah. that part stuck out. <laughs> yeah. That's seriously about as good as you're going to get from an eight-year-old. Uh, yeah, I from mean, an eight-year-old, yeah. But she and... We're big, son. we're big Lego nerds. We Huge love, Lego nerds. Love Legos. We have really a Lego a room in the house that's just for Legos, which was my housewarming gift to the two of them when we first moved in. My stepson loves Legos, but really I think we have the majority I of our Legos probably, because yeah, I probably loves them. love them more, yeah. So I had created like a custom-made Lego set and recreated the— The first date. The first date where we had our dinner— it was a sushi restaurant and sort of built it up and had the little sushi bar with us sitting there. and Very intricate. Yeah. And it was really cool. One Lego girl with a There's little— There's actually a little Lego ring. Like yeah, a with a little presenting a little, a little gold ring so. and proposing. And so sort of recreated the moment when I knew that she was the one. It was perfect for me. It was really meaningful in that way. I was pretty proud of it. <laughs> Spoiler here. Both DJ and Abbott had these really gorgeous wedding dresses— and they shopped for them totally independently of the other one. We didn't talk about it at all. Yeah. Which Deidre would have slip, preferred but... to. Yeah. She really wanted to get my input on her dress. And I was dead set on not seeing her dress or her seeing mine until the day of. Um, so but, we had a couple of people that had seen both dresses. Mm-hmm. And then I think our moms had both seen yeah. the dresses and were sort of giddy and elated that we happened to pick dresses that were completely different. But had sort of some complimentary. similar, you know, we both had the belt and the the buttons going down the back and just some little details that we naturally were individually drawn to and that together the dresses looked amazing. It's like they were meant to go together. Yeah. It's true. I mean, they look like a matching pair. They should have been sold as a hers and hers special at that bridal shop. One thing that was funny was going to different stores and they would always ask you, what's the groom's name? What does he do? And some places it was quite funny to say, well, actually, she's an attorney. (laughs) Just to see the shock. When she walked down that aisle, Deidre would become the first Miss America to ever marry a woman. I was kind of hoping we could just get married and not have any kind of press at all because we knew that there would be some press and I didn't know if it would be good, bad. I knew it would be an added sort of stress to just the stresses of getting married and, you know, also my career and like just day-to-day life, just the possibility of all of this additional scrutiny. She was anxious about it for months. She had some friends who told her to just call the press, to just try to get in front of the story. I kept thinking, well, we could just get married. No one will find out. Um, And it's not that I (laughs) wanted to hide the fact that we were getting married. I just wanted to get married like every other person and not have to announce it to the world and have people talk about it. Even the week before the wedding, I still thought that maybe we could just have a normal wedding. And that kind of changed a few days before when the media started calling. Once invitations are out and vendors are, you know, getting ready and all those things were sort of leaked out and we were contacted. And at that point when it became obvious that we couldn't really avoid coming out with the story, then we're like, well, let's tell the story and tell our narrative. That's exactly what they did. They contacted People Magazine because they wanted to find an outlet who would help them tell their story the way they wanted to tell it. Deidre's used to being in the spotlight, at least in her prior life as Miss America. (laughs) 
I'm not really. And so I was nervous just about being in the press at all. I mean, it's not just a wedding announcement. This is sort of a big deal. Our wedding coordinator was very helpful. She's got PR background. So between all of us, I feel like we sort of came up with the narrative that we wanted to tell, which really was that we were a couple who fell in love and got married. And it was a beautiful wedding. And our friends and family were there to celebrate. And oh, by the way, Miss America was one of the one of the spouses and it's not a big deal, you know, or at least that's how we saw it. It was a beautiful wedding, like an insanely picture-perfect Southern wedding at the Birmingham Museum of Art. I think, again, we're sort of traditional, non-traditional kind of people um, and wanted sort of semi-formal traditional wedding. I think it reflected kind of our personality and style. It was the perfect day. Yeah, sort of the, the tagline that we were going for is modern Southern romance, which is what I feel like our story is. I've always dreamed of my wedding day since I was a little girl and didn't want to do it any differently just because my fiance happened to be a woman. So we didn't. We just did it like you would as if it was just any other couple. The women hired a wedding planner who didn't just help them figure out seating arrangements and centerpieces. She actually helped them pick vendors who were supportive of a gay wedding. That was sort of the first question right out of the gates before we hired anybody is, not only are you okay with two women getting married, but are you excited about it? Because we don't want to work with vendors who aren't going to be celebrating right along with us. And we found just the right people. Birmingham is sort of a progressive bubble in Alabama, so we had plenty to choose from. It was a beautiful day, and it was just like we wanted it to be, and we were surrounded by family and friends. I don't think my dad especially, has ever had more fun in his life. My son walked me down the aisle, which was meant a lot to me, and maybe it will mean a lot to him one day, but um, <laughs> he's just, he was sort of, sort of cool as a cucumber. We had to walk down this big winding staircase, and I was quite nervous about making that Same. trip down the stairs and laying down. And a big and dress. With, you know, my very supportive, but, you know, not sure how good he is as an escort, eight-year-old son. Um, so I'm like, please don't let us trip down these stairs. Um, <laughs> and I looked over at him and I was like, are you nervous? Are you excited? Like, ready to do this? And he's like, I'm not nervous. I don't get nervous for stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> so he was just great. And um, my first dance was with him and we danced to Happy. It was just a lot of fun. Yeah, they got the dance and kicked off. Yeah. Time for a quick break. When we get back, we'll find out the media reaction to this traditional, non-traditional, modern Southern romance. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty, turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter, Over the Influence. 
We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book. ABC 7 Eyewitness News at 5. A former Miss America pageant winner has married her same-sex partner in a Southern-style ceremony in her home state of Alabama. Deidre Downs Gunn was crowned Miss America in 2005 and is now a doctor. According to People magazine, she... I sort of naively thought that if we did the People story and they had the photos and some quotes from us, that that would kind of be it. (laughs) Um, I expected it to get picked up in other places and sort of reshared, but I didn't anticipate the follow-up from all of the other media outlets who wanted to cover us. So we did. We definitely spent the first night of our honeymoon in this gorgeous manor in Ireland, sort of sitting in our computers and putting together a press release that other outlets could use and approving photos. But I think we both decided that, okay, we'll spend this one night getting everything together and talk to the outlets in person that we want to talk to, and then that's it. And that's it. But finally, we just kind of turned the phone off and just enjoyed the rest of the week. And we were halfway across the world for all of the (laughs) media buzz. And by the time we got back, it was kind of yesterday's news. it died down. As scary as it was, the idea of coming out on such a huge public platform, it's been so incredibly rewarding. Yeah, I'm so glad that we did. Me too. Were all the reactions positive? Did you guys get any negative feedback at all? We, you know, we did. I think I expected that there would be a lot of negative reactions, and that was really not the case. I found that there were so many people that, regardless of their opinions about buzzwords like gay marriage or something like that, they cared about me as a person, and I think that's that's really what's important. I was surprised by how many people truly did show me that love and support, and it wasn't a big deal to them, so it was nice. Yeah, I think the most negative comments came from perfect strangers who don't know us and sort of the internet trolls. I mean, my friends and Deidre and everyone had said, you know, don't read the comments. And I know that. Never I mean, read I know the comments. <laughs> but I was really surprised. I mean, there there definitely were some negative comments, but it was overwhelmingly positive. And to be honest, the people who reached out intentionally, you know, not just commenting on the article, but who reached out to us personally have been so positive from young girls and women our own age who say, thank you for just being a normal couple and putting the story out there and putting a different face on what gay marriage looks like or what it can look like and what type of person might be Miss America. I think that we've opened a lot of eyes, and I think that that has been a a really big blessing, and I think it's made it worth it. Yeah, that has been the real positive, I think, is just the the idea that maybe this can inspire people. And and I did get messages from a high school student in particular from Mississippi, and she said in her message that she was afraid to come out to her family, and she wasn't sure if she could ever be happy and, and be her authentic self. And she said, the fact that you did this is just so inspiring to me. And we got lots of messages like that. I remember a couple, a man who said that, you know, he and his husband had been together for however many years, 20 years, something like that. And they were finally able to get married. And he said, it's it's great that you're role models. You know, we didn't have the ability really even to do this 20 years ago. I've gotten messages from two moms who have little girls who are really young and One of the moms has noticed that her daughter gravitates towards women, is really only interested in looking at women. And I mean, she's too young to know what that means for her future. 
but both of them showed pictures of the wedding to their daughters. And, you know, then the girls were drawing pictures of two girls getting married and asking about, you know, when can we go to a wedding and see the two brides in their pretty dresses? And just the idea that a child at five or six knows that it's possible, number one, to marry another woman if that's what she wants. And number two, that it can be celebrated and not a shameful thing or not a thing to be hidden away, I think is truly incredible. I mean, I can't even imagine what that kind of image would have done for me as a child. The Miss America organization was was very supportive and wished me well, both privately and publicly. I thought that they probably would, but it was certainly nice to have that support. You know, Miss America is not a cookie cutter sort of role and you should be able to be gay and be Miss America. It's not a kind of monolithic icon. I hope that this will help people to understand and little girls to understand that they can be Miss America, whoever they are. I don't know for sure, but I have a sense that our wedding may be the first ever to have been covered by Martha Stewart Weddings and also The Advocate. I just love these women and their love story. And I don't know about you, but I could eat like a whole bowl of pimento cheese right about now. Before I talked to Abbott and Deidre, the Miss America competition announced they were getting rid of the swimsuit competition. I remember seeing a tweet from some guy who was enraged by this. The swimsuit competition was a tradition he railed into the social media void. Well, traditions change. Deidre and Abbott wanted some of the old traditions. Deidre got Abbott's family's permission before they got married. They didn't see each other's wedding dresses until the day of the wedding. But the two women also wanted and needed to create new traditions. They didn't have a choice. Tradition shouldn't be set in stone. And we should remember that we all have the ability and the privilege of making them our own. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza. Special thanks to Deidre Downs and Abbott Jones. It was produced and edited by Ramsey Yunt and Tyler Klang with mixing by Tristan McNeil. The executive producers are Joe Piazza, Mangesh Hatikater, and Will Pearson. Theme song and music by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. You can grab a copy of Joe's new book, Charlotte Walsh Likes to Win, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed with Joe Piazza has been a production of the How Stuff Works family, produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey guys, Joe here. This episode of Committed is brought to you by my brand new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. This is honestly the best book that I've ever written. I love it so much. The Sicilian Inheritance is a twisty-turny family murder mystery set on the beautiful and sometimes dangerous island of Sicily. And it's incredibly personal. 
It's loosely based on the real-life murder of my great-great-grandmother, Lorenza Marsala. The Sicilian Inheritance comes out on April 2nd, but it is available for pre-order right now wherever you get your books. And if you pre-order and email me your receipt to joe.piazza at gmail.com or DM me at Instagram, I will give you a free lifetime subscription to our newsletter, Over the Influence. We'll be posting exclusive pictures, videos, and show transcripts for the very new season of Committed coming out in February. So pre-order The Sicilian Inheritance today. I promise you it's going to be your new favorite book.